the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. All right, Craig, thank you. 506 on the Central Coast. It is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I'm Dave Congleton. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Tomorrow, we have uh, the mayor of Itascadero, Heather Moreno, will be with us. She's running for county supervisor in the March 5th election. We stress that is the election. It doesn't go to November. Two candidates who have heard from one will hear from the other tomorrow. Which is a great way of introducing our next guest. Tom Folks is back on this broadcast. Always proof of a lively conversation. Uh, Tom is wearing his hat as chair of the County Democrats. He's with us now. Tom, how are you? Doing well. Dave, thank you. How about yourself? I'm all right. So how are you feeling in what? Two weeks? Two weeks to go. Two weeks from today is the election? Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I'm feeling pretty good. What, what, uh, What do you point to? Well, if we're talking about... Um, start locally. Let's start locally. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've i been watching b- uh, both campaigns. This is up in District 5, you know, Susan Funk and, and, and Heather Moreno. And uh, I think it's it's going to be a really super tight race, just like the last District 2 race, the so-called District 2 in the old gerrymandered district. Yeah. Super tight, you know. I, I expect it's going to be the same sort of dynamic. So that means, in my view, it's going to... It's going to hinge on who's working harder, uh, whose campaigns are beating the streets, whose campaigns are knocking on doors, you know, who's doing the touches with uh, with the voters. And and I see Susan's campaign just hustling. I want to talk more about that, but I'm also curious, why weren't there challengers in District 1 against Pashong and District 3 against Ortiz Lake? Well, I don't know. We I, I can't answer about District Three because Don Ortiz Leg is endorsed by the San Luis Obispo County Democratic Party, and we are just we're fine, you know, with with her sort of walking yeah, back into the office. Yeah, but you're a shrewd political guy. You've been around mm-hmm. the block. Mm-hmm. Got, I'm disappointed that there aren't challengers. I, I, I like Pashan, like Don, but mm-hmm. I do believe any incumbent should be challenged. Well, that's up to the folks who don't believe in uh, the, the the work that Don Ortiz Leg has been doing. It's not mm-hmm. up to the Democrats to field a, a dem- Democrat on Democrat. So yeah. we're not going to we're, we're not about to do that. Yeah. Um, with regard to District 1, we just could not find anybody who was willing to uh, step it up. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty straightforward response, and it's true. We, just, we uh, just couldn't find a candidate who was willing to do it. As you well know, Dave, running for supervisor, it's an ugly business. Years ago, uh, we, you, know, you, you know, I've been uh, a campaign advisor to Bruce Gibson since the beginning, since 2006. And when he told me, uh, Shirley Bianchi introduced him to me because I was Shirley's campaign consultant. That's right, yeah. And and, and he says, I'm going to run for county supervisor. And I said, well, good. Uh, be prepared to lose half your friends because that's what happens in these things. And that was years ago before it got super ugly. So it's really, I, I don't blame people for not wanting to step up, especially qualified folks. But on the other hand, you know, we have to have good government. We have to have people to do this. It's part of... Uh, American democracy. So, yeah, I, I don't have an answer for District 1. So uh, how uh, close are you involved with the Funk campaign as county chair? 
Not uh, not really at all, other than the, the county endorsed uh, Susan Funk. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the, the, the Central Committee, Democratic Party endorsed Susan Funk. We maxed out with a $5,500 contribution, so we can't give her any more money. Um, I'm not involved in strategy. I'm not involved in anything other than just, you know, uh, facilitating for people I know, things I know, vendors I know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then, I don't know. Handicap the race for us. What What's the strength of Funk? Why Funk and not Moreno? What's the case the Democrats are trying to make? The liberals are trying to make? Well, the people uh, of District 5 are trying to make. She is a really good candidate. She is solid on uh, policy. She is a demonstrated leader, a listener. I, she would make a fine county supervisor. Uh, her experience in business brings a lot to the table. And I'll just tell you, her work. I mean, her true, genuine work on trying to do something about our our homeless, our chronic homelessness problem, is is a uh, it's a real testament to her commitment to to good government. And I will say this: um, I've been I've heard I just heard a radio commercial, and I saw I saw a mailer that went out that said, "Oh my gosh, you know, Susan Funk is supported by people who want to defund the police." First of all, that's the national. Uh, I forgot the name of the organization already, but um, it's a national organization. The local folks who um, endorsed Susan are completely independent, yet the the Moreno campaign used the logo of the national organization, which has nothing to do with this race. It did not endorse Susan Funk, number one. Number two... Uh, in terms of leadership, you want to talk about you know support for law enforcement. Susan Funk, actually, along with the other members of the Tascadero City Council back in the day, put Measure D, D20, on the ballot. Susan Funk signed the ballot argument. Susan Funk campaigned for the ballot argument. Uh, Heather Moreno didn't sign the ballot argument and didn't campaign for it. Yet it's like somebody who jumps out in front of a parade once it once yeah. it was adopted. She's like, look what I did. Look what I did. She refused to campaign on it. And I would be willing to bet you, you know, I, I don't know why. I, I'd like to ask her that, though. In well, I was going to my next question. She's here tomorrow. What would you like me to ask her? Why did you not campaign for your Measure D in, in, in Tascadero? They, at the time it was put on the ballot, there were three officers on, on patrol, three officers in the entire department. They were understaffed, I mean, underfunded, and they were having a hard time with their law enforcement and with their fire protection. Measure D solved that problem. Susan Funk campaigned in public for it, signed the ballot argument. Uh, Heather Moreno did neither. So I would ask her, why did you not support that measure when now you're claiming credit for it? Hmm. All right, uh, Tom Folks is on this broadcast. We're just talking local politics. We'll get into national here in a little bit. The importance really cannot be stressed enough about turnout. What's the strategy for turning out the vote on March 5th? Well, um, we, I've got, uh, the, the, in terms of the overall party effort, I can talk about that. Yeah. Um, we have run our slate uh, advertisement on the back of New Times uh, with all of our Democratic candidates, two assembly districts, two state Senate districts, two congressional districts, and Susan Funk. And so we're, we're sort of wrote down our manifesto of what, dem- what separates Democrats from, from the other major party. And so that's that effort, just f- f- fundamental voter education about what the different belief systems are. Secondly, we are supporting uh, canvassing activities. Yeah, we're, 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 we're co-canvassing along with the Funk campaign, in District 5 in particular, dropping a, a handheld version of this 
slate and along with them dropping the funk uh, materials as well so we're we're beating the bushes to get turnout in district five in particular that happens to be district five encompasses both uh of our congressional representatives uh jimmy panetta up in the north salute carbajal from uh south of atascadero south um it also encompasses don legs excuse me don addis's assembly district um so yeah, we're we're collaborating uh, in terms of just taking advantage of the volunteers who are on the street and they're and they're out just about every day. How can people volunteer for one of these campaigns for the Democratic Party? Well, uh, the only campaign we we're actively involved in right now is up in District Five. So to me, the best place to turn to is Susan Funk for supervisor. I think the thing to stress, Tom, is that the Funk Moreno race will be decided on March fifth. Everything else is a runoff that goes to November. Right. And so we've, you know, all of our Democratic officials are on the ballot and we want everybody to vote Democrat on or before March the 5th, for sure. On the Stolberg line, first text, does Tom and his Democratic committee support Funk's statement that gun shops should be closed? I don't believe I've ever heard that. I don't believe the premise of the question and I'm going to just dismiss it. I've never heard that. I've not heard it either. All right, let's take a short break. We will come back and uh, chat more with Tom. Your phone call still to come. This is Hometown Radio. Oh, boy, this is going to be an interesting hour, these text messages. Tom Folks is here. He's uh, the chair of the county. Was this your idea to run for county chair, by the way, or were you drafted? Uh, I a little mixed of both because we, we know how much you hate controversy, <laughs> Dave. That's the old Tom. I now I'm in a position of responsibility. Okay. Uh, well, you'll love this one uh, on the Stolberg line. Please ask Tom why he thinks it's appropriate for a candidate running for a local county supervisor seat to be raising the national issue of abortion in their local campaign. Uh, I think everything's on the table anymore. It's it's a it's a darn good point to ask of an opponent. What is your fundamental philosophy of American government? Do you believe the government should be telling women what they should do? It's not necessarily going to come up on the dais in a board of supervisors meeting, but it goes to inform everybody about what the overall political philosophy of these candidates is is about. And so if a candidate supports the Trump position and supports the ban on abortion in certain areas, that is a illustrative of what the overall political philosophy is all about. Is there a difference in the approach between these two candidates on abortion? I, I actually don't know about okay. Heather Marino's position. I think, as a Tribune editorial said, she hasn't come out and stated a, staked a position on very many things. Yeah. Is that a fair criticism? Yeah. You tell us what you believe in. I mean, because I know, like on redistricting, she didn't want to comment on that that right. whole debate. Right. I mean, it's it's these are pretty fundamental local issues. That one in particular is like, do you think that gerrymander was appropriate or not? And you know, what do you have to say about it? And we got nothing out of out of Susan Funk's opponent on that. Well, actually, this texture is setting me up because he's concerned about Susan Funk taking a national position. What about Supervisor Arnold coming out in a recent supervisor meeting rehashing the voting machines? 
That, to me, is a national issue. It's not a national issue. If we go back a couple of years, Dave, remember, you know, when the big uh, controversy arose when they accused Tommy Gong, the then county clerk, of manipulating. But the whole Dominion thing. The whole Dominion thing has been settled. That that is settled law. Uh, You know, Fox News admitted guilt on making that up, yet this canard still lives in San Luis Obispo County, and it's primarily being promulgated by the the secessionists, the California, I forgot what the heck that thing is called, but it's the one, the people who want yeah. to break up California. You know, they're, they're going around with their own fake ballots, having fake elections all over the state of California so that they can show how to hand count ballots. That's just, just let me just say, the reason sure. for this is because what they're trying to do is undermine the public's confidence and faith in our voting system. The bedrock of American democracy is the vote, is the franchise. And what these people are doing is calling into question the integrity of our electoral process in San Luis Obispo County when there has never, ever been an issue. Can you explain the exchange between Supervisor Arnold and Supervisor Gibson on this issue? I thought Supervisor Gibson really tried to smack her down. I can't explain. I didn't hear it. Okay. I didn't listen to it, but I read about it. And, and you know, why a someone who was elected a couple of three times in District 5 using the exact same process to get elected will come out and then say, well, we need to talk about the integrity of our electoral system. I don't get that. On the Stahlberg line, does your guest believe in age limits for all parties? Oh well, what a <laughs> what a setup that is! You, you, uh, I, I guess you know. I, I just read them. I just read them. Yeah, they I guess would, I read them. I would ask the the, the question or the same question. I guess Strom Thurmond then would come to mind. You know, he's a hundred years old and he finally <laughs> dies in office, right? So no, uh, I don't believe in that. So it should be any. Well, somebody was arguing on the show the other day. There's a minimum requirement. Why not a maximum requirement? You can't run for president until you're 35. Why not say you got to be between 35 and 75? Well, I'll tell you, um, while we talk about this, while we talk about, oh, my gosh, but his age. Meanwhile, his opponent, Mr. Trump, invites Putin to invade our NATO allies, threatens to withdraw from the most successful security alliance in the history of the world, you know, and uh, is is... Uh, ruled by the court to owe $355 million for business fraud. He's got a GoFundMe campaign. Exactly. And so <laughs> He's got a GoFundMe all campaign. All of these things are going on. You know, um, Navalny uh, is murdered in prison by Putin. And Trump comes out with a, a, not a tweet or whatever it is he's on, and compares himself to Navalny. Rather than saying Putin's a rat for killing him, he compares himself to, to Navalny. So all meanwhile... We have this obsession with how old Biden is. It, I guess it's a good it's a good dodge to avoid talking about the, the venality and the level of criminality of Trump and his cohorts in Congress who 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 are holding up a uh, a funding deal for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. They're holding that up. You know, meanwhile, you, the, the 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 Ukrainians are losing ground on the battlefield to the Russians because they're out of bullets. 
you know? And we've got a border deal that they finally got everything they wanted out of the Democrats. It gets time to adopt a voter deal, a, a border deal, and they walk away from it. And yet the national election as of right now is pretty neck and neck. It is neck and neck. And how does that make you feel? Not give, too, given the litany you just checked off. Not too shabby, to be honest with you, because it's February, yeah. and the election's not until November. Yeah. And so there's a lot of space to make up between now and then. The fact that it's tied. I've got these polling data right now. Emerson, Trump 44, Biden 45, Economist, YouGov, Trump 44, Biden 44, Morning Consult, Trump 42, Biden 43. It's one point. It's tied. And yet Trump dominates the news. He dominates the cycle. He's in the middle of a primary. He has a primary opponent. There's a lot of noise being made. Biden really hasn't even started campaigning yet. And so when it comes down to it, you know, when people are given a choice, I'll I'll tell you this. Given everything we know, we have a, a, a... a growing economy, record low unemployment. We've got um, a, a, a booming investment in our infrastructure. I would rather have, I'd rather be on our side than theirs because all they have is Trump and his problems that he brings along with it. Uh, another one on the Stolberg line. If Tom believes our elections are so pure in San Luis Obispo County, why did our county clerk recorder just get caught lying about her hours for the record, for the recount? It, again, th- that is just such a distortion of the fact. I guess this is. I guess this is, might be the same person who's putting out those direct mail pieces for Heather Moreno. Just, just bending the the facts to suit your purpose. The, the, the court did not say the county clerk lied about our hours. The court said we need to go back and take a look at that. It's possible you overcharged. The hours are what they are. The hours worked are what they are. It's, the question was whether or not the person who, called, who, who asked for the recall had to pay that much money. And so it's, nobody's accused of lying. The court never said that. Hmm. Uh, but yet there, there are people who are bound to determine to make our local county clerk recorder, who I think is doing a good job, a campaign issue. Why? You know what? Why are they doing this? Because, again, they're prepping themselves for their what – the, what if the race is close again in District 5? What if we get down to a small number of ballots, like last time, 13 votes? They're just priming the pump for another challenge of the integrity of our voting process. Trump is doing the exact same thing at the national level. They're, they're going around campaigning against the vote, campaigning against how we count our vote. And they're just setting themselves up for another rebellion against how we elect our people. Have you seen the meme on the social media? It shows Reagan standing in front of the Berlin Wall giving a speech. And the caption says, Mr. Gorbachev, do whatever the hell you want. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, whose, whose side are these people on? I mean, seriously. Because it's more than just Trump. Oh, yeah. It's an entire movement. All right, we are going to move to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig will update us with time saver traffic and weather together. We will continue our conversation with Mr. Tom Folks here today wearing his uh, hat as chair of the county Democratic Party. We'll welcome your phone calls, read more of your text messages as they continue to pile in here. We're live, we're local. You're listening to Hometown Radio.
All right, Tom Folks is on this broadcast. He is the chair of the County Democratic Party. We remind you the mayor of Tascadero and supervisor candidate Heather Moreno will be with us tomorrow. We heard from uh, Susan Funk earlier in the month. If you missed that conversation, podcast is up at 920kvec.com. If you want in on the conversation, pick up the phone. Give us a call, 805-543-8830. Reading a lot of the text messages uh, coming in. Here's one from George on the Stolberg line. Hey, George. What I've learned is that our differences is what precipitates the best answer. I hear a guest that disagrees with this viewpoint to the extent of, I don't want to hear it. Does he really represent democracy? I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to address that. I, I, just, I just read them. <laughs> I just okay. read them. All right. Um, let's try this one on the Stolberg line. You might also remind Tom that the court did not say the patent map was gerrymandered. Three progressive supervisors went and closed door session with two of their donors and settled the map for us without any public input. Another gross statement from Tom. Well, I will say that they had to go back to the court to get that map approved, and the court approved it. So to say the court was not involved in that decision is a mistake. Yeah, the, the, it was, the district lines were redrawn after the 2022 election and after the uh, three Democratic majority on the board went into closed session and changed it. It's pretty much the same way it worked when they changed it to begin with. So um, the court laid hands on that decision and codified it. So it's legal. Let's talk to John in the Pomo on KVEC. Hi, John. Hello, David Orvitz. Hey, uh, Hi. I'm wondering about uh, the Democratic Party there endorsing or they want to see Proposition 1 passed. Sorry. Proposition one is that what you're saying, John? Yes. The, What's the, the question? The one on, you want to know how Tom feels about Proposition one was that? Yes, and yes. If the Democratic Party is endorsing that, the San Luis Obispo County Democratic Party has not taken a position on Proposition one. Personally, um, I, for me, it's a mixed bag, and the reason is because there's really not a whole lot of money coming in. They're just moving money around in counties from one essential service to another. They're just sort of reshuffling the or re- rearranging the chairs. So why not take a position on it? We we just haven't done it. I mean, okay. we just we it didn't it didn't occur to us to take a position on that. It was something that uh, uh, we just haven't discussed. Hmm. John? Yeah, I can't see supporting it at all. 90 pages of gobbledygook to spend more money. You know, it's, a, it's the stupidest thing I've seen, you know? Well, <laughs> vote against it then. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Thanks. All right, John, thank you. 805-543-8830 for Tom Folks on the Stolberg line. Although I don't uh, believe anything Tom says, <laughs> I've got to admit he's one of the best spin masters I've ever seen. <laughs> <coughs> uh, well, I'll take it, I suppose. You consider yourself to be a spin master? No, I'm a truth teller. I, I, you know, that's 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 my view. Um, let's see. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll take a call instead. We've got Nick in Napomo. Hey, Nick. Hey, Dave. Hey, hey Nick. Um, 
Hey, hello. I appreciate you being on Dave's show. Uh, Dave is an important uh, person in our community. Thank you, but so um, is Tom Folks. <laughs> Yo, Tom's important, too. I know, but um, Dave, I uh, appreciate what you do. And Tom, uh, thanks for being on the show. Question. Um, are you guys paying attention to uh, the uh, the Daily Show? Because if you were really smart about it, the Democratic Party would pay very close attention to what John Stewart is telling you. And, 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 and everybody just kind of laughs and blows it off. But he is giving some insightful suggestions to what needs to happen in our party. I have, a, I have an 18-year-old son who does not want to vote for Joe Biden. Why not? It pains, it pains him because he's old. He's, my son, all he's seen is that he's old. And then, and, and, you know, to give you an example, John Stewart showed that video of the TikTok video of, of Joe Biden and the part where he said chocolate chip cookies or whatever. My kid's like, oh, my God. And John Stewart said they should fire everybody. <laughs> it's like he's right because this makes him look like an old man. And I'm telling you guys, you need to listen to the feedback you're getting carefully because that guy might pull it off. That insane guy, Trump, might pull it off. And, and, and I hate to say that, and it right. pains me. Hang on, Nick. Nick, Nick, hang yeah. on. So here's a father yeah. with his 18-year-old son who won't vote for Biden because he's too old. Well, I'm a little... I, I, I am a huge fan of John Stewart. I have not seen him since he has returned to Comedy Central. I think I've missed two shows now. Right. Two shows. Yeah, uh, and so I, I appreciate the tip. I'll, I'll dial in see if I can't go back and, and check out what he has said. Um, yes, there. Joe Biden is old. Can we just stipulate this? It, it, it's it. This reminds me a lot of 2016 when everybody's like, but her emails. Hillary is so, she's so mean, you know, and look what we got. You know, we, we got a madman uh, who basically now is coming back, who has admitted that he is going to be a dictator from day one. I would encourage you to talk to your son and tell him, you know, this is how democracy works. This is going to be the, the lineup. And there's nothing I can do about it, but to change horses as a Democratic Party now, this late in the game, I think would almost guarantee a Trump victory. So you don't want Newsom stepping in? Absolutely not. Okay. No, uh, B- Biden is is doing a good job. And just so you know, the context of all of this, you know, the Democratic Party is on a winning tear. We won. In 2018, we we, uh, we we took back the House in 2018 and the Senate. In 2020, we won the presidency and, and gained more seats. 2022, we held the line. Remember, remember the, the red wave that the, never the happened? The big wave, yeah. It never happened because yeah. we held our ground. 2023, a bunch of special elections that we won. And now, two, uh, or I should say, in 2024, we won back that House seat in New York. So what I'm telling you is... Sure, we have an old guy who is running the show, but he's also uh, managing this incredibly hostile world events really quite well. All right. Nick, uh, anyway, Nick, thank we you. Go. Thank appreciate you, Nick. It. Yeah, appreciate that. Let's go to Chris in Los Angeles. Hi, Chris. Well, I wish I could be as optimistic as Tom, um, and I do agree that 
Biden is overall doing a good job. I mean, the, we're a world-class economy. I think we're the best in the world right now. But that said, I think you, you and, and many of, of, of your party and our party are ignoring the fact that there are some real issues that, that young people and people of color have with Joe Biden, uh, particularly his stance on, on, on Israel and, and the uh, genocide that's going on in, in Gaza. And to ignore that, you're ignoring it at your own peril, because I've got young kids, too, well, in their 20s, and they're not going to vote for Biden based, based on that stuff, um, let alone um, uh, his age. I mean, they, they're not particularly happy with him, with this old, you know, these old guys in there. Uh, I think they are realistic about what would be just the, the best we have going, but that's not enough to get them to vote anymore. And I think that, you know, ignore the young and the youth and the people of color at your own peril. That That is your party that you should have there and stop taking them for granted. And I'm, I'm really disappointed both Salud uh, and uh, Joe Biden on their, on their stance in, in Israel. Hang with us, Chris. So I just want to make sure I understand. Is uh, are, you, are you saying the young people aren't going to vote or they're going to vote for Trump? They're not going to vote for, for, for Biden or Trump. Um, okay. So, so over, well, not in my world, but... Yeah, um, um, I do think in the in the other parts of the country. Yeah, well, I I would just come back and just say, listen, <laughs> it, any vote that's not for Biden is a vote for Trump. I mean, it's just going to do nothing but help Trump. Number one, and and if the young people think they're going to be better off under a Trump administration, another Trump administration, they're just plain hallucinating. All right, one more thing, and I will say this: he's t- tell me that tr- Biden's done nothing for young people. He's got record, what's this? He's unprecedented student debt relief. Billions and billions. So he's recognizing the financial pressure on young people. And one more thing with regard to the most recent elections. It has been the youth vote that has turned the tide for the Democratic Party in the last three election cycles. I don't see any so reason. Do not take that for granted, is my point. I, I don't you see. I just, it for granted. I, I, no, and, I, just, I and dispute the your premise. And the fact that you bought by the student loan uh, deal is, is not going to hold water. I just dispute your, pres- your premise that it were t- the, the Democratic Party's taking the youth vote for granted. I just dispute that because I, I know better. All right, Chris, thank you. 805-543-8830. 800-549-5832 for Tom Folks. Joseph is in Oceano. Hey, Joseph. Hi, Dave. Hey, Joseph. Hello, Tom. Hey. Howdy. Um, so I just got uh, two points and a question. Um, one, I'm 34, and I'm, I'm, I'll never vote for a Democrat now or for the rest of my life or Republican. Um, they're both... Parties are morally corrupt, especially with what's going on in Israel, uh, Palestine, what Israel is doing to the Palestinian people. Um, and one question, how, how do you think it's moral for what the Democrat and the Republican Party support what's going on over in uh, the Middle East? I'll tell you this right now. I'm the chair of the San Luis Obispo County Democratic Party, and I I am absolutely not obligated to get into this dialogue with anybody, and I won't, because you're just trying to bait me, and I'm just not going to have it. I think he's asking a legitimate question. Why should he vote for either Democrat or Republican? No, that's not what he asked. He asked me personally, how do I feel about it? And I won't be drawn into that dialogue. We have been through this internally with our own party. It's it's a, it's a, a terrible thing that's going on over in Israel right now. 
Uh, and so to be drawn into that right now in San Luis Obispo County, I don't see that there's anything to gain from it. As a county chair, are you concerned that this might affect support for your candidates? Yes. Like Carbajal. I, I'm concerned about it today in February of 2024. Uh, I'm also convinced that come November, the dynamic is going to be entirely different and we'll be talking about different things. What else, Joseph? Uh, one more thing. I'm, if if I'll, I'll place a bet with you that I think Trump is going to take the presidency. I don't support him or the Democratic Party for those moral, um, you know, it's like, uh, oh, I don't care what's happening over there, but my tax dollars, I work hard, Republican or Democrat here in slow, work hard for, um, we work hard and our tax dollars are going to ki- kill women, women and children over there. I think... Mm-hmm that the party should, or your slow Democrats should take a position because you're just looking like you're looking the other way, which isn't good, or you're dodging the question, which isn't good either way. All right. um, and if I bet, I'll bet you 100 that Trump wins it on the air here, if you're right. open to that. We don't have to, we don't have to, that's not allowed by the FCC. You can't bet on it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the call, Joseph. Here, before I take the next call, here's my off-the-wall theory. Biden wins in 24, sticks around to 26. After the off-year election, he steps down, lets Harris become president. So we have a woman president and positions her for the next time. I think it's, it's a plausible theory. All right. Yeah. Here's Vita in Los Osos. Hey, Vita. Well, I think I forgot about what I was going to call about. But <laughs> as far as uh, Biden, yes, well, Tom is right. Any vote against Biden is a vote for Trump. And what would Trump do? Trump is pals with Netanyahu. He is pals with Putin. What do you think he would do in the Middle East? He would aid and assist Netanyahu to take over the Gaza Strip. I absolutely believe that. But the real reason I called about this question about did Susan Trump bring up the uh, issue of abortion, I didn't hear that. But if she did, that is an extremely extremely important issue for women and if you think the board has nothing to do with that the board puts forth a legislative agenda every year and they propose whatever they want and if we were ever to go back to a crazed republican leadership in our state who knows they might try to overturn that constitutional amendment i don't know that that can be done but this is an extremely important issue for women because what it goes to is what do you think of a woman's ability to control her own health care? So, yes, I believe Susan Funk is, I believe I've heard her say, she is in favor of a woman's right to truth and a woman's right to control her health care. I don't know what Heather Marino's position is. I would certainly like to know. Well. And, yes, she dodged the issue on the redistricting. I went to one of those debates. She would not comment on it, but I believe she said under her breath, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Pretty so, sure I heard her say that. We'll find out tomorrow. She's here at 5 o'clock. Vina, Vita, thanks for the call. Any comment? No, just thanks, Vita. Uh, I, I did see a, a piece of literature coming out of Susan Funk's campaign talking about that issue, and so, yes, Susan has addressed it. Paul's in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Paul. Hello, Dave. Hello, Tom. Hi, Paul. Vita kind of stole my thunder. I was going to say the same thing. I heard these people that were, uh, you know, talking, complaining about what's happening in Palestine and or Israel. And, you know, what are your options? Oh, sure, you don't like what Biden's doing. You know, what, what do you think Trump would do? You know, Trump is the one that moved 
that said he was going to move our embassy to, to Jerusalem. That didn't make any... Uh, he's... If anybody is... You know, and I don't think he, Trump even believes in a two-state solution. Right. And and so he's far to the other side. It's, and, and some of these people that demand you know, they d- demand purity, they, they cut their nose off despite their face. Because I remember when Hillary was running, and she was upset, uh, Susan Sarandon was upset and said that Hillary's no different than, than Trump. Well, now you look at the abortion question and look at the Supreme Court. So I wonder if Susan Sarandon still thinks that Hillary was no different than Trump. Any thoughts on that, Tom? I, I, other than I agree, yeah, uh, I will say this. Well, one more thing. It, it, it's anecdotally. Today, the, the fellow who was arrested for making up the story about Hunter Biden yeah. and you know making up the thing about Burisma and giving money, well, it turns out today in, in a charging document, the Justice Department also said the guy was working with Russian intelligence to spread this information. So who do you think is rooting for Donald Trump? Putin is, and he's sending his people in here as chaos agents to to see to that. So all this talk about he's too old, in my view, is is beside the point. It's a distraction from the menace and the threat Trump offers this country. Well, who do you think is helping to spread the rumors about Biden being too old? Uh, yeah, yeah. Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my point is, I think some of these Russian actors are stirring the pot. Paul, what else from you? Well, the, and you could also look at the Ukraine and what what's happening with the Republican Party. The Republican Party has become the pro-Putin party. If Speaker Johnson has never voted for a penny of aid to the Ukraine, not one penny, and now he is the one that's that's blocking it. He's just as much a, a Russian tool as as Trump is, and unfortunately, if you call yourself a Republican, your party has take, been taken over by Russian tools. Hmm. Tom, I I I'm not going to go that far. I think there are many many very fine Republicans, good solid patriotic Americans. I think also there are just as many who are just misguided, and I wish they would think better of their ways and vote Democrat. Paul, thank you. We got Bob in San Luis. Hey, Bob. Hi, Dave. Hi, Tom. Hi, Bob. Addressing Joseph, I would say that uh, no third-party candidate stands a chance of ever getting elected to the presidency with our current situation, the way the voting situation is, and the uh, Electoral College. So you have a choice between uh, pushing forward and hopefully expanding on the uh, semi-democracy we offer in this country, or you have a ninety percent or one hundred eighty degree direction from the Republicans in power in Washington right now, pushing for authoritarianism and fascism. It's that simple. Uh, that's that's my equation as well. Uh, I, I don't know that I would state it that way, but I think the choice is very clear. That the modern Republican Party, as led by Donald Trump, is anti-democratic with a small d and uh, does not believe in the vote, because if they did, they, they wouldn't be trying to disqualify uh, our voting systems and you know, casting aspersions and casting doubt on election results. Bob? Exactly. Last question I would have would be, how do you personally, and maybe even as the chairman of the Democratic uh, Party here in the county, feel about the uh, California top two primary system? 
the the so-called jungle primary is what I'm I, you're, you're referring right. to. Yep. Yeah, that was a, a brainchild of Abel Maldonado. That's right. It was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I don't really I don't have a problem with it. I I think it's it's been functioning without very many problems uh, up until now. So I haven't really taken a hard look at it, but I, I've got nothing to gripe about. Bob, I'm glad you called. Who do you think is going to be in the runoff for the Senate race? Schiff and? I think it's going to be Schiff and I'm, I'm rooting um, for Porter or uh, uh, Barbara Lee. I, yeah. I, I have to because, right. because that's, that's my But do you think party. Garvey has a chance of getting that second slot? A poll out today has him in second place. Apparently Schiff is having his people vote for Garvey. Well, no. Uh, what his commercials are doing is he's saying Garvey, Steve Garvey, is too conservative for California. <laughs> very, very, uh, you know, disingenuously uh, you know, campaigning against Steve Garvey as if he's the main opponent when he's up against two other Democrats. A comment on the Stolberg line: Young people won't forget who's pro-choice and who will try to make abortion illegal. I have to agree with that. Both of my kids, who are adults, are, are that's their issue. I mean, and one's, a, one's a guy and one's a gal. All right. Uh, Greg, can you do 30 seconds? That's all I got. I'll make it really quick. Tom, I wish that uh, the Democratic Party would speak up here as we you know, look at the rest of this year. Uh, we've been accused of being the silent party um, for the last couple of years, and I would love to see some sort of a rally. You know, uh, Let's hear the voice of the Democrats speak up in this county. I don't know how you can do it. But- All right. We're out of time. Short yeah. response. Short response is we are speaking up. Take a look at the back page of New Times. Take a look at... at uh, all of the campaigning we're doing all over the county. So all right. thank we'll, you very much. We'll come back and get a final thought from Tom Folks. I'm Dave Congleton. Where Tom Folks gets 30 seconds for a final thought, sir. First of all, Dave, thank you very much for having me on. And thank everybody who called in and texted in. I, I, I've enjoyed my day. Uh, I'll leave you with this thought. <clears throat> Joe Biden is a good president. The country is better off today than it was before he took over. The Democratic Party is strong in winning elections across the U.S. and has been on a roll. Um, And they have Trump, a guy who is campaigning from the courthouse, not the White House, a guy who will be campaigning perhaps from behind bars. Just put that put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, Tom. Thank you. Off we go. News traffic weather. Six o'clock hour starts now. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.